Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Row versus column-oriented database storages are two style of by which databases use to store their tables on disk. Each have pros and cons. Nothing is perfect. There are use cases for column-oriented. There are use cases for row-oriented databases. In this video, I want to discuss what is a row-oriented database, or also called row store database because that's that's the store type how is it stored on disk right i'm going to also uh, describe the column oriented database or also known as column store or another fancy name is columnar database because yeah why not just let's confuse everybody by new by inventing new names so it's all the same thing it's just how 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 things are stored on this we're going to talk about the difference these two and then finally we're going to discuss pros and cons of both how about we jump into it guys all right guys so let's say we have a beautiful table like this okay it's an employees table it doesn't only have eight rows it has thousands and thousands of rows right but for simplicity we only have these these are the columns straightforward and the first I want you to pay attention to this. This is the row ID. This is how databases, it's a unique identifier that identifies the row. It's different than the primary key or this ID. It's just something that has, most of the time, most databases have this internal mechanism to identify this row, okay? And I want you to pay attention to this. So if I'm gonna submit a bunch of queries on this table, I want to do this without any indexes because indexes will just complicate the manner and add by way we think about column versus row oriented. I don't I want to take them out of the equation and think about them just we don't have any indexes, we're just scanning the table to uh, to to answer these following questions. So these are the following queries that I'm going to execute on a row database and then I'm going to execute the same exact queries on column database and see which one does best. Bear, uh, for each style of uh, how we're going to store these tables, right? The same table we're going to store it on row, the same table we're going to store it on column uh, storage, and then we're going to look how these queries perform. So select first name from employees where uh, social security number equals 666, the devil. <laughs> and then we're going to select star from employee where ID equal one. Very simple, okay? And the final is the select sum. We're just going to sum all the salaries of the employees for some reason. So the first one, 
Role-oriented databases, guys. So for role-oriented databases, tables are stored as rows on disk. And this might sound a little bit confusing when you first read it. I was like, of course, I saying, how, how else are you going to store stuff in the day? You're going to store row by row, right? So if you think of the disk as a blob, huge blob store of just things that couldn't buy, just just bunch of bits and bytes, then the rows are just contiguous one after the other so uh, the id followed by the first name followed by the second name and then uh, last name then followed by the social security number and then comma and then the second row starts right and then so on each row obviously has a different size it could be variable size because i don't know so like my, my name is john smith and someone else named hussein Mohammed nasser right so that's a longer name so it's gonna occupy more storage on disk obviously and thus the rows can get vary. but for simplicity let's think of us they are they're fixed size rows all right when i want to read a particular row i go i do uh, an operation on disk called I or read. When I read that stuff, the, the controller, whether this is an SSD drive or a hard disk, reads in blocks. It doesn't read like bit by bit. More, oh, bit zero, one, zero, one. It doesn't read like that. It reads as blocks. Oh, let's shove 512 bytes at a time. And when you, or, or, or I don't know, 1024 bytes at a time. It depends on the block size. There's something called block size. And once you read that, you're going to get not only one row. You could get one, two, three, four, five rows in a given block. So you get you, the act of doing one I.O. can give you five rows. And just not all these five rows. Five rows and all their columns, all their values. So, so whether you want them or not, you're going to get everything. You're going to get all the columns. So think about that. So, technically, it, you need more IOs to find the row you're looking for. So, imagine you're doing a, a table sequential scan on, uh, on the entire table. So, if you're looking for an uh, employee with so, um, uh, social security number 666, you're going to have to do a block IO. You got, I don't know, seven rows. Then search these rows one by one, you're only interested in the social security number. So you're gonna only pick that field. Unfortunately, you, you got all the fields. I'm not saying that's bad, could be bad, could be good, depends what you're doing, but that's what you have to work with. So you have to do a lot of IOs to, to, to actually get to the row that you're looking for because you spent a lot of wasteful reads pulling columns that you didn't need and you don't have a choice. Right, so that's that's just one thing you have to think about with row oriented. Does that mean that bad? No, they are beautiful. They are elegantly designed because they are so simple. They are just rows, and you can easily think about them. You can easily implement them compared to what we're gonna come up next. So let's dive deep into this. So we're gonna take our table and then we're gonna convert it into a row based on disk. How would how will this look like? Let's take a look. This is how it's going to look like. So uh, imagine this gray box as uh, a block, right? And uh, for simplicity, I put, I put two rows in the same block. Could be three, could be four, could be five. Who knows, right? Depends on the block size. But think about this. As, as a given block, each gray box takes one I.O. jump to the controller to pull that 
block so once you did you ask for this block you got everything son you got everything right so now this is how it's stored basically the raw comma it's not really comma it's just literally consequent right values but i just added comma for you guys to understand that the id first name second last name ssn or the salary birth date i guess uh, when this john the occupation and so on and so you can see that and this i added this so it can indicate the second row it doesn't really exist it's just an identifier like to allow us that oh this is actually a second row just the just started and then a row just ended and you can see that we these are the two rows two rows two rows so let's execute our first query against a row oriented database i'm looking for the first name for employee where the their social security number is 666 the devil all right so let's pull it what do we do we ask hey because I don't know. I have to start from the top, right? Because I don't know where employee 666 is. It's not like the, the, this number, this field has any relation to the row itself. It's just a random value, right? So I have to pull the first block of the table. Does 666 exist in this? Nope. This is 222. And this guy is 111. That's the social security number. So let's pull the second block, right? nope it doesn't exist this is four 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 three 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 right and yeah it might look sorted but it doesn't have to be sorted guys right just this is just i'm i'm, just, I'm, I'm walking through that query with you right again no index is nothing now i'm gonna pull this next block so i did three reads and then ah oh, i happened to find that 666 so i found what i'm looking for now i want the first name guess what i don't need to do do any extra read why because the first name is right there in the memory now because that once i pull this block it's in memory it's in the ram and when, when i ask for it i don't have to go back to the disk because yeah guess what i just pulled it i, I found it now i just hey this is the first name and i know because of the, the position this position number two is the first name so boop, pull it so once i find something asking for extra columns are really cheap because we uh, we already got them right again guys you have to think about this whatever i'm gonna explain to you there is no bad or good there depends on your use case depend on your queries it depends on your where clauses and based on that you pick row versus column base we're gonna we're gonna come to that so that's the first query let's do another query let's do another query Okay, I guess it's executed immediately. All right, so we're going to do select star from employee where ID equal one, right? And since it's ID equal one, this if this is a sequence, the database can do tricks where it can link this sequence with the row ID. And it says, okay, ID one is on row 1001, so I know actually where to jump and pull this row, this block, right it doesn't have to read other things but it happened to be that this the first block is what we're looking for so yeah we're lucky i guess but even if we don't have this trick where we link the id to the row id we still have to go through each block and once we find the block we want guess what now i want all the columns can i do this absolutely that is so cheap because 
all the columns are already in memory, assuming they are not vertically partitioned into another location, right? Vertical partitioning, I talked about that many times in, uh, in my channels and my courses. So vertical partitioning where we take a column and put it somewhere else, right? This is not the case. Well, everything is in one beautiful block. So I, I pulled that block. I asked for the ID. I found the ID. And now the user is asking for every field. I always tell people that, hey, select star is bad, guys. Stay away from it. But it really depends what you're trying to do. If you have indexes, try to do less of that select star. Select star, we're going to learn that it's the worst thing you can do in a column-oriented database. Select star. In row... Eh, you can live without it, I guess. Still, just just be aware of that. So that's cheap. That's relatively cheap because I'm going to pull all the rows and if there's everything in memory. Beautiful. Assume it fits in memory. So could it, could on, could it only be one block? Not necessarily because a, a row can span multiple blocks if it's too huge. Let's say that we have a, I don't know, some blob here field and then I, it's a bad idea to store blobs in line anyway, but... Let's let's assume you do, but that means this block can this row can span seven blocks, for example. So you need to read all the block. Not necessarily the database are smart. It's gonna read the first block, find the ID, and only the rows the the columns you ask for is gonna ask for the rest of the block to to fetch your stuff. Database have been doing this for years. They know what they doing. But I want you just to I want to explain how I was doing this stuff. Awesome. So let's, let's do the same thing, but an aggregate. This is called an aggregate function, which is an aggregate is just grouping by something, right? So you work on one or, or few columns mainly, one or less. How do you work with less than a column? That's just an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay, so you work with few columns, all right? Let's say one in this example, okay? So select some salary from employees, just sum every salary. Let's do this. So we pick the first block. Well, tough luck. I only wanted the salary. Tough luck. I, I got everything. Again, no indexes here. With indexes, this could be extremely fast. But I'm, I'm just telling you what the database does without indexes. So you pull this. Oh, pick the salary. It's uh, 1,001 and 1,002. So we summed those two. Now let's pull, pull the next block so we get the more rows. Okay, 1,103, 103K, 104K, sum them. And then pull. 105, 106, sum them. So, guys, every block we write, we pull, we're pulling row IDs, we're pulling first names, we're pulling last names, we're pulling SSM, we're pulling salary, we're pulling that, which we never use, right? So imagine if I only asked for the, uh, for the salaries, and if they... Can, they were grouped nicely that would be awesome wouldn't it but now unfortunately we're asking uh, salary but we're pulling all the rows so that's a lot of io so again this is not just one read it can appear in this screen here as a one read if the row is long you can read seven blocks so that's seven ios right i mean yeah the databases can do trick where they send one request asynchronously read multiple blocks but Regardless, you're hitting the, the disk, which which every time you hit the disk, is uh, uh, a duck dies, essentially, right? So try to save ducks as much as possible. Save the ducks, guys. Save the ducks. So, yeah, reading, reading. And we're summing. We're summing all of that stuff. 
That's not so bad. I guess, yeah. But, but you read unnecessary information. That means you almost read the entire table. But you used very, very small portion of it. That's extremely inefficient. So row databases doesn't do well, this kind of queries, if you think about it. Does, it doesn't mean it's slow. Eh, really depends what you mean by slow. I mean, you, you've run these kind of queries. The databases do all kind of tricks to be fast. But if you think about the logic, and I'm not saying this is how databases absolutely work. They have all sorts of tricks. Again, multi-threading. They send multiple threads. Postgres send multiple threads to, to read asynchronously. So, so they, they do all sorts of tricks to do fast. But let's discuss how column-oriented databases work. So with column-oriented databases, if you think about it, Tables are stored as columns first in disk. So think about the first name column, the ID column, the last name column. So what they do is they take the first name and they take all possible values, John, Melissa, uh, Rick, Paul, Hussein, everybody, and, and pull all of these into in, in and save them in disk as consequent value. And then once that table is done and the, the last value of the first name is done, they start with the second one, right? Last name, and then, and then so on. So you might say, oh, why are we doing this? And we're going to come to that. So a single block IO read to the table fetches multiple columns with all matching rows, right? So it fetches a, a column it could be fetched one column or multiple. Depends, right? It depends. Like if, if the if the, you have a small table, you can fetch multiple one. If you ask the database to say, "Hey, give me this," you're gonna get a lot of rows. That's the the trick here. So a single column with a lot of rows. List IOs are required to get more values of a given column, right? Because if you want to get, uh, as we said. Uh, the first 100 salaries, that is extremely efficient in column-oriented database because, hey, just go to the place where we know we stored the salary column and just walk through there because you're going to see the values just consequent. We're going to go to the example. And they are great on online analytic process as we're going to see in the, in the coming slides. All right, so let's take the same exact table and start as columns. Here's how it looks like. Again, the row ID is very critical here. The ID field is this. This is the first name, second, uh, last name. I keep saying second name. <laughs> Social security number. This is the salary, the date of birth, the, the title, I think. And this is the join date. Look at this. So look at this. I want the, the, the ID one and this, which row is this? 1001. ID two, which row? Three, 1003. Why? We're going we're gonna to see. Look at this. The row ID is duplicated in every column. So just like that, what is the first thing that comes to my mind? Oh, yeah. editing is going to be painful. <laughs> because anything you, if you delete row 1004, you have to poof, 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 poof. You have to go and, and, and mark all these stupid columns, right? <laughs> or these blocks. Remember, these are blocks, right? So, and, and for fun, I split some of them and, and multiple blocks doesn't mean they are like, I know this is an integer, for example, or string. I just split them for telling you that, okay, we couldn't store all 
all four rows here in one block. So we had to split it to another block, right? So I can show you different kind of examples. Again, take it with a grain of salt. I just want to explain this things to you. So this is one block, two blocks, two blocks, two blocks, one block, one block, one block, one block. Okay, got it? Capish? So this is how it works. So they just store all this stuff in columns. So all the ID fields, the entire, the entire table is here, right? All the possible values. So this is not just one block. It could be hundreds of thousands of blocks if you have a lot of rows. Remember, everything needs to be updated. If you add a new row, you have to update it in all of these logical structures. So... What, that being said, now we know how this works. Let's put it to the test. Select first name from employee where social security number is 666. So now, the database will say, wait a second. You're looking for social security number. I don't need to look at any of other logical structures except for the social security, which is this puppy. This is the social security data desk, right? This is how we store. I know this is the location. So in disk, I know where to point my needle and read this stuff. So to search for social security number, I only need to pull this, right? So now I start reading block by block. I read first block, and I got a lot of beautiful values. I got 555-444-333-222-111. We did not get 666. So, okay, no problem. Let's pull the second block. This is almost like the row base, but now at the column level. Does that make sense? So now we got it. Ooh, we found it. <sighs> but now I need the first name. What? First name is not here, son. You only got the 66. Now you found that this is actually 1006. That's almost like an in how indexing works, if you think about it. This is how Postgres stores indexes. It's actually, if you think about this as an index, it's, it's almost very similar, right? It just points to the row. Now, 1006. Row 1006, I know this value. I know the row I'm looking for. This is very critical. And I'm asked for the first name. Where's the first name? The first name is right here. This is the first name. So I'm not going to read these blah. I'm only going to jump right here, right? So obviously we found this row, as we said, and then we're going to jump right, not the first block. I'm going to jump to this block. You might say, Hussein, how did you know that it's in this block and you didn't pull this block? Because I know the row number. And the database does all sorts of trick to, to say, okay, this block has only rows from 1001 to the 1004, right? So I'm going to jump to block number 703 because it, it exactly locate the row I want, right? Because they have all this metadata mumbo-jumbo, right? Again, that's back to the, our question. The 1006 link with the block is all there. They know. And they pull it and they find it. So we had to do one jump, one block read, second block read, jumped back to another block read, and then we got it. So three. Nah. Not so bad, I guess. Let's do select star from employee where ID column. Let's see how 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 column how our beautiful column index uh, column storage do. All right. So ID equal one again. I don't have any knowledge with this, so I'm gonna start ID. Where's ID? This is the ID. So I need only to read these structures, right? Let's pull it. 
Found. Thousand and one. It's thousand and one. So now I have knowledge of the row. I know which block to read. But the user asked me for everything. Okay, let's jump on. Okay, we found that. Let's jump on to the first name. We know which block to read. So this one, boop, that's one read. Let's jump on another IO. Last name, because they want the last name. They want everything. Read, oh, found it, because I know. I don't need to read this, because I only know which block exactly in each column to read to find my value. All right? SSN, find, read. Salary, read. Birthday, read. Engineer, oh, I have a bug here. I should have, uh, I didn't <laughs> stretch it enough. Engineer, read. And join date, read. What have we done, guys? This is the worst query. <laughs> there is so much thrashing happening on disk that this is the worst thing you can do. Column databases just tanks when you do this. Especially if you have a lot of columns and you're asking for everything. And if, if especially if you have like a lot of uh, and queries or or queries here where you had to jump to find the multiple rows, ooh, that will, dude, dude, do that, dude and do that. I'm talking to both of you, dude, do that. Do not do this. Select star. Whether row storage, no, column storage, do not do select star. This is. Yeah. Do you know how how many ducks die? When you do this kind of queries, guys, you go to the database, you read all these things. Ducks, every IO kills a duck, right? Save the ducks, please, guys. All right, let's do this. Select some salary from employees. Now that we saw how horrible column-oriented databases can be, let's see how great they are. I want to sum all the salaries. Yes, sir. Where's the salary field? There it is. One read. <laughs> done <laughs> done well if you have if you live in multiple blocks you're gonna read the multiple blocks but done that's it that's it and if you have caching and stuff like that ooh. and by the way i didn't mention something if you if people multiple people have the same salary column oriented databases do something called compression and aggregate they actually if, if, let's say if, if, uh, if three people have a uh, hundred thousand uh, salary calories <laughs> okay uh, all of them have a lot of calories right so they have a lot of salaries and then you can you can just have one entry one hundred thousand with a comma base right so one thousand three one thousand four one thousand and five all of them have the same one so this is even more compact so this will give me a lot of bang for my buck by just doing one block again. I sometimes, if I if if, if there is like a duplication, ooh, this is the best thing for column oriented database. They just shove it in the same row because hey, okay, they're gonna do it as an array. We talked about that a little bit in in my Postgres thirteen. Postgres thirteen, they just started doing this uh, index deduplication. I believe they called it B three deduplication. Postgres version thirteen, they start shoving more duplicated values in a single leaf node so they can. Compress, compress on. So yeah, pros and cons. Is this thing perfect? 
nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nothing perfect. It depends on your use case, guys. Uh, if you ask me, I still prefer row-based, to be honest, just simplicity of writes and reads. But there are some cases where you need column-based oriented. To summarize, right, write and reads, you want a simple structure. And we saw how complex column stores are, right? They're very complex. They you have to duplicate. You have to show the 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 the, uh, the, the raw IDs everywhere. <laughs> that can be a little bit messy for writes and slow writes and reads. Right. That's why a lot of people use column based and and warehouses and stuff like that. And lakes, data lakes, where things are just almost static. They don't edit. They just do a lot of analytics on a single column. So that's powerful stuff, right? So let's go through these pros and cons in general. So, for row-based, uh, it's very optimal for read and writes, right? And then, uh, well, I'm going to say read and write. I'm going to say transactions in general, on online transactional processing. Right? They are very great for this because uh, they are very simple in their implementation. So, and if something simple, we can enhance it and make it more and more efficient as, as we go, right? That's why writes are fast, they were uh, reads almost fast. It depends what you, how your query looks like. We saw some examples, right? Online trans, trans uh, online transaction protocols, uh, processing, right? Transactions are great for row based because you start a transaction. We know what exactly what rows, what blocks to touch. We can uh, write the wall, uh, the the write ahead log efficiently because we know exactly where we're changing, right? versus column, this little bit, the structure is all over the place, so we have to do a scatter shot. Compression isn't really as effective, though, because uh, think about it, right? I'm not talking about the, the do duplication. That's something you can do in the index. I'm talking about just the idea of having the, the values uh, in, the, in the row. The row itself is almost distinct right it's almost like a hash because they, they it consists of different fields right so you cannot really easily compress it right the, the compression algorithms is not gonna find a lot of tweaks to compress because the values are, are not consequent right compared to uh, the column oriented where the are they the consequent values are almost the same type and almost the same thing right so you're gonna get a lot of chances where of du duplication like right? so you're gonna let a lot of people named john right so john's are gonna be squashed together so compression is not as efficient with rows because you, you get all these different things that are next to each other and are completely different so we can't compress as effectively aggregation we saw how how, how poorly the row based database did with the with the aggregation i mean we had to query the whole table but we we pulled lots of information that we didn't pick so column oriented databases were more efficient when it comes to with aggregation because we fetch only what we need and we we work on that so if, if you if you started fetching information or data that that are only what you need then you're gonna start you you'd be very very efficient in your query and you'll only fetch the information that you need right so obviously you're gonna have a lot and you're gonna finish faster than than row or, or oriented uh, databases efficient queries with multi-columns right so if you're picking multiple columns 
in a query or working with multiple columns, usually raw oriented are better, right? And again, it depends. I'm talking only about the queries itself, right? So you can have a lot of columns if you want to, but if you're only working with a few of them, that's absolutely fine with column-oriented databases. But if you're actually working and touching all these columns, that could be bad, right? With column-oriented databases. With, with row, we saw it, right? A fetch on the row give us almost all the columns against again you if you, uh, unless you have vertical partitioning. So with column based writes are slower because we have to update all these beautiful structures. Every column has almost a structure on itself. Think of it this way: how is it stored? So I need to know where is it located and touch it, touch it, touch it. Every column, right? Like very similar to indexes if you think about. They're perfect for online analytical processing. So if you're doing analysis, you're not touching, you're not writing, perfect column oriented databases. It compresses greatly because all similar sampling are together. So you can the the compression algorithms can do magic on these things and compress them. Amazing for aggregation, <laughs> we saw. Beep. Brr, done <laughs> right that was that was that was amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna admit and finally it's inefficient for queries with the multiple columns if you're working if you're asking for all our columns ugh, don't do a column don't do a column oriented i know this is this is a little bit weird you think that column oriented databases or column oriented data stores or column nar will be great if you're asking for a lot of columns nope <laughs> they are the worst with this stuff i know guys uh postgres MySQL, other databases, most of them are row-based storage. However, SAP HANA and others have uh, Oracle, I believe. Most databases, by default, go with row-based uh, row storage. However, if you think about it, they have database storage engine. And we talked about database storage uh, in, in, in my database course and in, in my YouTube channel as well. I talked about that. How, how a database engine, you can swizzle this database engine for a given table. So every table, you can pick a, a table and you store this table as column store and you can pick another table and store it as row store. You can swizzle the database engine, right? And based on that, you can just change your database engine for every table based on the needs. If you have a table that only get queried, make it column for example right if you're doing a lot of analytics on it make it a column right if you're doing a lot of writes and probably you want to make it a raw store right and uh, think about all of this stuff like you cannot for example join a raw based store call a table with a column based table right that's just bad i mean some databases support this but uh, give them a, give them a break guys give them a break because that will be really disastrous i i can't even imagine what the database will do it was gonna freak out i guess all right guys uh, that's it for me today what do you think about these two puppies let me know in the comment section below i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome goodbye